Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. We're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bali is a performer. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race, Race Season 14. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The Gene Tea. Clank. Um, first of all, happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. I haven't even, look, I haven't been coughing in so long, and all of a sudden, as soon as I hit record, this, like... It's a sign. That... It's a sign you need to quit. (laughs) need to quit podcasting. Quit coughing. Quit coughing. (laughs) I want everyone... uh, First of all, happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Um, we hope that you had a, a safe and a lovely... Uh, Christmas. Festive period in general. I just... Be it Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever. Hanukkah. Yes, yes. Ah, how did you... How was yours? Well, basically, we just... Let's be honest. We just drunk a lot. We did. Um, I had uh, actually a little run of time off. I had about a week off and I was inebriated for most of it. You, uh, but I am sober today because I'm on call. <laughs> you know that you've drunk too much when you start getting... Acid reflux. The indigestion kicked in. You know you're eating and drinking too much when you need to start taking as many Gaviscons as you are drinking glasses. But it's like, it's like it's really bad because it's like you're putting a sticking plaster on the situation. Like, I'll be fine. I'll have more Prosecco. I'll just have a couple of garbage yeah, gone. That's what, that's what it was. And I'm like, why? Why? I've never had this much reflux before uh-huh. in my life. And I was like, it can't be the Prosecco. Our bodies are resting and healing now. We're leading healthy and responsible lifestyles. Yeah, we're, we're doing the whole January, New Year, New Me <laughs> trash that everyone does every <laughs> single year. Um, I bet you the gyms are bit. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine what the gyms look like at the moment. Have you been? Not no. yet. I will be oh, next week. Oh, Tom hasn't been to the gym. Uh, After all the eating. How all dare the you? You know how busy work has been. <laughs> oh, here it is again. Oh, Tom's yeah, yeah, busy. yeah. Oh, My recurrent I'm, moaning. I'm such a busy doctor. I'm such a high <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was me? My life. Now, first of all, I want everyone to know that we woke our ass up so early. Yeah. So early. Why, why do I want to say this? I wanted to say something else, but what came into my mind was I wanted to wake up so early. On a wireless connection so clear, you'd think I was in the room next door. <laughs> why, do I, why do I want to say that? Because you just love Jeff Goldblum. I just love him. Mm. Oh, isn't he the hottest thing? Isn't he? I've I've got a massive soft spot for Jeff Goldblum just in many ways. Yeah. 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 Cool. He would so, just be a, a great companion. We woke up very early to get this podcast out. A, because Tom's very excited. Very excited. Tom's very excited. It's but, a medical mystery. But also, we've got a really busy day ahead of us today. Um, Tom's on call, as we say. I mean, Tom's on call. He is the most miserable person. <laughs> so before he starts his first on-call duty, whatever, I thought we'd get him in his, his best moment, his best try. zone. You can try. The calm before the storm. Yeah. Now that you uh, said that, now I'm going to be deliberately miserable. I want, everyone to re- I want everyone to remember, if you're one of our loyal listeners, and we love you all, um, that time that Tom was just very angry, and it yeah. was very, yeah. very evident to yeah. everyone. They were like, wow, Tom. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, finally, he's showing his true colour. All I can say is I was pushed to the limit yeah. by certain factors that I may or may not be looking at. So that's why we came up early. We were very early today to do that. A, um, again, we got just really busy and I, I didn't want to have to wait a whole day to get the podcast I was actually out. excited to watch it. So, I'm in, you know, it's it's a brand new year. It's a brand new season. The cycle of RuPaul's Drag Race starts again with the, the flagship show. And we've actually had the, the first break of Drag Race um, in a whole year. Yeah. There was two weeks over Christmas when Italia ended, 
um, before this began is our first actual I mean, break. Do we want to quickly talk about Italia? I mean, we didn't review it, but we did watch it. And I mean, I love Drag Race for Drag Race. And Italia was full of beautiful, amazing queens. But the production shenanigans, girl. Oh, my gosh. I I just the whole thing with Ava Hanger and Enorma Jean. It was so so strange. It was so strange. Enorma was one of my picks for the win from the beginning. Is Enorma the one that I love? Yes, she was. Yes, yes, yes. You dipped in and out. I did watch the whole thing. And Tom, it- I couldn't fo- I couldn't focus on the show when there was a. Sh- it was literally like Canada. I felt like I was watching Canada in mm. terms of the judging, except that the way that they treated the the talent here. It was like. There are there are kids doing wrong, and I want to punish you by making you. It do was this. very. Sh- I thought that was so strange. I, I mean, obviously, there's a language barrier and stuff. And at the time, I was very confused about it. So I did actually go around doing a lot of reading on Reddit and stuff, and things that Enorma and um, some of the other girls like Larish and um, Electrobionic and Farida had said since then. But um, as far as I can tell, as far as I can tell. Nothing terrible happened. It was a little bit of a fiery blow up at production. Um, it was even weirder that, I, well, Ava Hanger complained about her critiques because they were a bit insensitive. And then um, Enorma, Enorma, there was this real sense the other girls were ganging up on her, to be honest. She was, from the beginning, she was a bit fiery and opinionated. I don't understand why they came for Enorma. So there was that first episode. That first when episode. All she like- said was like, if you have to lip sync for your life, turn it out. Yeah, she was like, kill it if you're going to... And they were like, that's so disrespectful to your opponent. You, know you cannot say that. That was classic woke. Like That felt like to me like this woke culture. Do you remember that thing? In the it, was very like, like, it was like, you can't tell someone to get well soon. It is not your <laughs> job to, to speed up someone's recovery. It was very like, you can't tell somebody to K-word it in a lip sync. <laughs> I, I, just, it was, I felt like it was woke culture it's, on drag race. I, I, I did not like it. It was like, a, why are you wearing sunscreen? Are you racist? You don't want to get darker? Are you anti-black? <laughs> I was like, girl! I was there's, like, what's happening here? There's a rift between Enorma and the other girls from the very beginning of, of the season. And it just really manifests in that episode because, again... She said something quite innocuous and actually an attempt to encourage somebody. And they pounced on her like a pack of hyenas. And then she blew up. Or what she was saying was like, she was like saying it outwardly to production. Like, you expect me to put up with these children? I'm in my 40s kind of thing. And then I think one thing that people have pointed out is that in Italian culture and on Italian TV, it's a huge no-no to blaspheme. And she blasphemed when she was talking. Okay. And when she was ranting. But, you know, it's weird. It's like, if you can well, swallow... Well, so did the other one. Who was the other one? Ava Hanger. But her one was very... She was saying that they're very insensitive. And she was kind of right to say what she said. Well, they're she, very insensitive. What's wrong with being mm, a truck driver? Exactly. Why? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, my dad is a truck driver. And I was like, yeah, what's wrong with their profession? It was also a narrow view of drag because Ava had a bit of a gender fuck component to her presentation. Like she celebrated her hairy arms and her hairy armpits and it stuff. It is not the judge's job mm-hmm. to take offense to things like that. Absolutely. It is not, and it's not their job for them to be like, you know what? I don't know. I want to punish you what you say sit your ass down yeah. shut the hell up and just give your, your your feedback queens have done worse on other seasons and nothing's happened to I them I found that really weird when they made them lip sync so strange so they strange made them do, oh, I mean and the winner won and she never won a challenge she never she no wins Electra is a fantastic queen fantastic so polished so beautiful and she did put in a great showing but she's the first ever winner to not win a challenge 
which is unusual. In fact, the front runner throughout the season really, Enorma was a front runner till they kicked her out. But the other one was Frida Kant, who had some of the best looks I've ever seen on Dracula. Her makeover look, the whole Schiaparelli, Bram Stoker's Dracula presentation with the white gown and the 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 blood and everything was Oh, it's one of the best makeover looks I've ever, ever seen on yeah. Drag Race. Agree, agree. Um, uh, but that's it, Lee, in a nutshell. That's our review of Italia in, uh, in less than five minutes. Let's just get straight into the season I guess 14, just my, my final thought. Be so, oh, Tom, I, I just closed I know, that I know, chapter. But I have one final thought. It's so important, so important. Um, I look forward to there being another season of Drag Race Italia where they've taken the feedback and just let the girls shine because there's clearly so much talent there. And I just don't want productions to get in the way of that. We, we don't need it. A bit more money wouldn't hurt. I mean, that lighting girl, that homophobic lighting girl. What was up with that lighting girl? Let's get straight into season 14. Now, we already know it's going to be a split opening. So mm-hmm. we don't have to. Like, out of the time, I think last season we had to, we usually break it up. The first mm-hmm. episode, Some we try not to, but sometimes the first episode is we have to half it. But I don't think we have to do that this time. Let's, let's get into it. And I mean, we're kick-starting off with Alyssa Hunter. Now, she's from Puerto Rico. Which I'm thrilled by because um, I feel like it's a few seasons since we've had a girl from Puerto Rico, actually, you know, actually from the island. But it was such a staple in the early seasons. You'd have one or two queens from Puerto Rico every season. And they were fabulous standout queens. You know, Jessica Wilde, um, uh, Nina from season one. uh, obviously, they're my backup dancers. Sorry, who's that? Huh? Um, they're my backup dancers. Disney Child, Beyonce. <laughs> I do not know who she you're being. Beyonce in the Snatch Game. Oh, Kenny Michaels. Yeah, Madame Laqueer. And obviously, Alexis Mateo, Jada yeah. uh, Sophia. Yeah. Just like a real staple in the early seasons. Um, oh, uh, Lanacia Sparks as well from season five. She was amazing, really underrated. Her entrance was I hope you bitches are ready to be slayed. She's given- because it's hunting season, bitches. She's giving me Vivian West. No, sorry. Um, Shakira goes to the Renaissance not and be- becomes a hunter. No, not McGlair for oh, a change. Oh, well. No, she's, this is like a whiff of Vivian Westwood about her, but it's very like Shakira becomes a huntress during the Renaissance. Yeah. 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 She gave me like, she could be one of Xena's enemies. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love the wig. I love the look. You know, yeah. all I see is polish. Yeah. Well, she's a pageant girl. She's won some of the most important pageants in Four. Four of the most Four. important ones on the island. And yeah, so I, I think she's giving me like real contender vibes. Yeah. I think she, I bet she's a fierce lip syncer. The Puerto Rican girls usually are. Absolutely. Candy um, Ho, she was a fierce lip syncer. I mean, walking in first, I've always felt would be the most awkward thing ever. Because you walk into the room mm. and it's just you and the cameramen. And so you're like, yay, I got to fill in all this dead space. Oh, you know, all this dead air. Huh? You know, <laughs> look at me. I'm number one. Always number one. I look so hot. That chair looks so stable. I love these colors on the wall. Look at me. I'm so pretty. Like, what do you say? Well, if you trick your Mattel, you say, oh, it's like a Morgan McMichael's meet and greet. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Or Bianca Del Rio, a drag queen that's early. That never happens. Look at me. I'm just really good. I know, right? Really good. First yeah. of Next up is Bosco from Seattle. Now, her entrance is, all right, let's get out there today and make a difference. And the funny thing is, I mean, straight away, she goes from a preschool teacher to, 
Um, I'm a skanky alternative girl. I'm, Seattle. I'm the demon queen of Seattle. The Teletubbies had a devil. That's me. I was like, she, she went straight from like Maya Angelou to like the dominatrix. So I was like, what the hell? I, I like that combination, by the way. Um, I think this harkens back to a promo when she showed a lot of dry humor. Um, and I think that's just her style. So I think that's what her entrance line was about. I think she was being completely ironic when she was being like, let's make a difference. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think anyway. Love a look. It's very uh, like Maleficent dressed by Richard Quinn, which I'm enjoying. Um, yeah, I mean, there's quite a reputation to live up to being a Seattle girl. You know, Magnolia Crawford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we can stop there. I mean, if you can even Metro, then you're Then you've well. done something right. Yeah. Then yeah. I like your but look Jinx as well. Jinx and Dyler, obviously. I like the polka dots. I love the horns. I love the eyebrows. I think they're her signature look. They it's, are, yeah. It's, it's I do the eyebrows them. that she had in the um the Meet the Queens. They're very kind of vampire, aren't they? I'm not getting too much from her at the bitch. moment, but this is just the walking. I'm, I'm not getting much. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I'm guessing that she's, she's going to be like dry and a bit understated in her humor um and i think she's going to go for the kind of like alternative weird thing when she can yeah i I think that might be her yeah now we got cornbread the snack jute yeah an la queen is you hungry because bitch i'm baked (laughs) now isn't she the daughter of silky reverent silky nutmeg ganache i don't know how 100 percent official or widely known it is, but I saw a silky post about cornbread and describe her as her daughter. Okay. And I like that because they've both got food themed names. Oh. Right? I just clicked yes. Okay. They do. Um I really like cornbread. I think she gives like a funny, warm energy. Like yes. I'm not obviously I know it's like lazy to compare queens all the time, but she does give me silky energy, but like when Silky is not like flogging it and being on, 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 on. When Silky's being natural and her likable, lovable personality shines through, then it, she's she's giving me a bit of that. You got all of that from the 10 seconds that she Well, just... we've seen the promo as well. We've oh, seen the Meet okay. the Queens. Okay. I was like, wow, Tom. <laughs> You're one of those people that are like, I've seen it all the time. Like the curtains were green <laughs> and then you write a whole page. On how that actually symbolizes nature. It does symbolize nature. And the green, it's envy. <laughs> green also could be Michelle Visage. Uh, <laughs> it, it can mean many Fungus things. Fungus to Michelle Visage. Fungus. Yeah. That's what it is, Tom. But you no, know, Just really, so everybody I, out I, there knows, we do actually have green curtains. That's why Barlow talks about green curtains. Well, I'd say they're more teal. I uh, No, I'd say they're more... Peppermint. Pep- they're, yeah, they're peppermint. Mm. They're peppermint. Um, I'm liking her. I'm, I'm getting from this entrance and from what I'm... Like the feel, the feel mm-hmm. that I'm getting from her, and she's a good times queen. She is. Um, she's a confident queen. I like the like very nice, funny bit of shade that she threw. She was like, um, uh, Alyssa was like, I do everything. She's like, Oh, the girls who say they do everything, they catch them not doing everything. I thought it was very funny. I mean, you know what? That for me, what that told me was that Cornbread's going in there. She is there is going to be a bit of self production mm. because she's she's very aware of the show. She's very very aware of the shenanigans. And if she is the daughter of Silky Nutmeg, I bet you Silky set her ass down and Absolutely. gave her gave her a sermon. Yes. She preached what not to do. Make sure you do this. And yeah. Make sure the producers say you do this. And if they say this, do this. I, I bet you she's had the whole lecture one hundred and one. Absolutely. Now, next up, we have Willow Pill from Denver. Willow Pill. Um, where am I? <laughs> now, Tell you where she is. She's 
Ashley Tisdale circa early 2000s. She's, she's Disney. She's like, come. First of all, she did not get the memo. They don't dunk you in water anymore. <laughs> they don't throw you in a hurricane. You ain't. None of that shenanigans is happening. She's walking in literally. Like she is going to the mall. I I like it though because it is referential. I know. I know. Abs- I know. But I know. It's not is, like if this is your first. If this is your entrance. I don't know. I still feel like I get a sense of it. Like a nod to early noughties fashion is really trendy at the moment, anyway. And the fact, like, because obviously, bizarre it is as it is to say the early noughties is now nostalgia. Da da da. You better stop. And also the the joke, the you visual. Stop. I know, right? Remember but, back in the days, two thousands. <laughs> remember MySpace. <laughs> um, her the visual gag on her top with angle instead of angel was funny to me as well. And like, there's you know some... I am appreciating it more and more when you explain it, and wow. I do get it. I do get it. I think obviously just to link back into the Meet the Queens as well. I find this girl really, really interesting. I get uh, no, no, no. I, I, I get a bit worried she's going to get lost in the shuffle because there's something a bit understated about her. But there's a dryness and there's a darkness under the sweetness. And she explains that a lot of that comes from um, she's grown up all her life with an autoimmune disorder. Mm, okay. And that's even where her name comes from, Willow Pill. Mm. Tom, let me tell you a story <laughs> about flats. <gasps> no. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. Okay. Thank you, Robbie. No. I Thank mean, you. in the words of cornbread, that's comfy couture. Thank you for crawling out the wreckage of that Uber long enough to tell us can that. I just say, can I just say that um, she's, you know how the girls have to walk in and then they have to say their line and they have to pose and they have to wait there, don't mm-hmm. they? I remember they had to wait there because who was that queen that um, they were like, go, you have to stay there, you have to stay there. Was it Serena Chacha? Was oh, it, it might have been. I can't remember now. Um, anyway, so she obviously they're doing her pose and the other girls are reading her. <laughs> they are all re- She left her, she left her, her, her boots at the hotel. Uh, <laughs> she, angle was not even spelt right. And they're like, what is she, she lost? She's on the wrong show. I was just there going, can you imagine when you walk into a room and mm. people are just reading you for filth and you can't do anything but just sit there and pose with the camera. <laughs> it's like, Wow, ruthless. The, the girls are very curious about her, aren't they? And you can see that she has a different point of view to the others. Like Bosco walks in there being like, I'm the alternative queen. But if you ask me, Willow is the one with a truly alternative point of view here. I, I'm not sure how well the others are going to get her point of view, but I find her really interesting. And Evie Oddly's her drag mum as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, <clears throat> she sees something. I mean, you know what? She is the Aiden Zane. Yes. She is the Aiden Zane of the season. And the sense is the girls sensed some form. When she said that she hasn't done Dragon over a year, the girls just, they they were like, they smelt blood in the water. They they, they started like sniffing around. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. The fins were circling. Was, this poor little seal was floundering. They, they were, they were, they were hovering around and like, oh, you've not drinking every year. And then they started to question a drag. You do not this. You just don't give. Any and then her ammo. glasses fell off her hat twice. <laughs> Um, do you know, mean, that reminds me of Raj O'Hara when she walked in the first time and her earrings just fell off. Why are you telling these hoes you went done dragging over a year when they when already they're reading you for filth when you already know that they're questioning you? I'll tell and you why. And then she says, "Oh, this look, this look is completely me." Well, basic. I 
I don't think it is completely her base, no promo and stuff, but I think I think it's one of her repertoire. Like, I'll, I'll tell you why she's saying she's not done drag for a year, is that she may be a bit shooketh by that. And then if things don't go quite right for her, oh, she, she can say be like, well, I haven't done it over yeah. year. But I, I have a real soft spot for this girl already and I'm rooting for her. Okay. Yeah. And next up we have Kerry Colby. <clears throat> uh, her entrance is, I have one thing to say. Baby, you know every kiss begins with a K. <laughs> I mean, before we even get the into poetry. her. Can I, yeah, can, before we get into her, these girls are trying to Maya Angelou a moment <laughs> when they walk in. <clears throat> Do you know what? Just walk in. And my entrance, thinking on the spot, yeah. I just walk in and I'll just be like, meh. <laughs> Has nobody done that yet? No. Okay. No one's done. But that's, you don't need to go there and be like, Roses are red, violets are blue, or to be or not to be, <laughs> hunty. Like, these girls are just giving the most us. Just go in there and just serve. You know, like, and like when you when I read a book and they're like, oh, I was hiding in the closet, you know, <laughs> and then someone walked in into the gloominess, um, saw my insecurity and yelled out profanity. It's more effective to just say, to just say she slammed the door open and screamed, bitch. Isn't that just more effective? Well, would Why like would it. you go through all this, this, every K, because K, it's, it's, you, that's the you culture. got to do that. It's the culture in Drag Race now. You go try and make a moment. You go try and make a meme. You go try and sell a t-shirt. But, all this girl needs to sell a t-shirt is that face because she is beautiful. Is. You know what? She is beautiful. She is one girl who doesn't need an entrance line. She does it. Exactly. She, she just walks in just pose yeah. and that's it. She has said the most of that. Daughter of Miss Continental winner Sasha Colby. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes from a line of pageantry, but she doesn't experience herself, doesn't experience herself as a pageant girl. Um, but she's beautiful. I remember in her Meet the Queens, she seemed like a cool, chill girl. Uh, really enjoyed her her energy. Again, I'm not sure like what skills she's bringing to the table, but she's definitely got beauty and she's definitely got fashion. I mean, in the words of Derek Barry, yeah, yes, you could be a model, but that doesn't take talent. <laughs> kind of does. Okay, you take pretty pictures, but that doesn't take talent. Hmm. All I want to say is that Plastic Tiara, your reign is up. What, in terms your of reign most is beautiful up. girl? Yeah. <laughs> in walked Kiri Colby, arguably the most beautiful girl. I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but she's stunningly gorgeous. To walk through these doors is just pure beauty. The wig, the colors, everything, mm. the face. The, oh, my. Wow. I mean... Yeah, she's just Obviously, she's gorgeous. I, I hope that she can bring more than yeah, just me too. Pretty. Me too. I really do. Also, really significant as well. Um, she is clearly representing her trans identity as she walks in through the room with the trans colours. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very significant because she. Now, I'm going to word this carefully because she is the first girl to kind of declare her trans identity walking through the door. I would say. You know, I know we've we've had many, many wonderful, gorgeous, amazing, talented trans women on the show, mm-hmm. but the show has tended to treat that as a kind of storyline where they kind of like come out in the reunion or halfway through. Um, I always think Peppermint is such a strange example because Peppermint was fully living her life as a woman, but there was some kind of production 
thing going on where she kind of had to suppress that a little bit and then kind of come out halfway through and it's strange um but yeah I, I think it's significant that drag race is moving away from you know those silly comments that rue made some years ago and is clearly openly embracing trans women yeah and we've had two trans win- winners in the I past year i find it really weird and sad that Finally embracing trans women as a thing. I completely when agree. They completely agree. are part of drag. Absolutely. Since inception. I find that so strange. I find that so strange that we, A, that people had to fight mm-hmm. to have trans representation. And, but B, that we're like, yay, finally, when they are part of the movement. Do you know what? They're if, part of the, the art form. Can I play devil's advocate for a moment? Because... I do think that people dogpile on Rue a little bit too much because if you ask me in the wider scheme of things, nobody or very few people have done more than RuPaul for educating the masses about what drag queens are, what trans women are. And yes, it saddens me. It saddens me that trans women's presence and identity has been suppressed throughout the seasons of Drag Race. But in a way, I do wonder if it was a calculated Trojan horse kind of move for Rue to like kind of like put a foot in the door with like generally sort of gay cis men doing drag, get that accepted, then move on to, well, trans women have always been here, have always been a part of drag culture. It's something I've speculated on. I'm not saying that that, that is what it was, but... Do you think it's fair that um, a cis straight male is on the season only a year after they just let trans woman? I think we'll leave that conversation until next week. Okay. Okay, okay. I see you, girl. I yeah. see you. Now, June Jumbelea, June Jumbelea, <laughs> um, walks in from LA. Grab a fork, ladies. Jumbelea is served. Yes. And that's, that's, that's her entrance. Walks in in her poochy jumpsuit, which I would have preferred without the turtleneck, but just my They're, personal choice. And, and, Tom, that's, I think everyone's going to be saying that. Well, she's gorgeous. Can I just say that? Love, love her beat, love her face. Um, gorgeous curvy girl and the jumpsuit looks lovely on her I just don't like the tone I feel like she's there to pick up Willow to go shopping (laughs) girl I see pedestrian that's just me though that's just me in my in my unarched opinion my dumbass unfashioned eye well that's what I that's what I'm saying I think um, so I like and, and when I say they're going shopping, they're not going to the high streets. They're going to the, the local Tesco superstore. They're going to Galleria because they're the, in LA. The superstore of Tesco, you know, where it's not just groceries. There's also clothes <gasps> but like, and, and, and there's like toys and stuff. That's where they're going shopping. They're still a step up from us who go to Home Bargains all the time. That's our favorite shop. Um, That's everyone's. <laughs> that is high fashion. Thank you. I... Um, love how soft-spoken she is. She really relaxes me in the confessional. Now, I remember again from Meet the Queens with June Jambalaya. She, and I remember you you have thoughts about this. And it's, you know, she's a girl who's come from a performance background and stepped into drag. So I think she's going to bring good skills. And I see this girl doing well in challenges just based on what she described. She has a background in dance, not as much of a background as Raj O'Hara, but... Um, <laughs> And, you know, singing and performance. And then she st- stepped into drag. She talks about having worked as a stylist as well. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think she can potentially bring it. I can't wait to see her perform because she actually comes off so chill. And like you mm. say, her voice is like, you know, a therapist, mm. what I, I think they would sound like. That's what she sounds like. Yes. So I love seeing people go from that to like this 
fierce monster of a performer <laughs> on stage. Yeah. And I, I really can't wait to see that. Now, and then the Queens, she's actually got her name because her dance teacher said, what month yeah. were you born? She yeah, says, yeah. June. She yeah. says, what was the last thing you ate? Jambalaya. <laughs> Your name was June Jambalaya. And it was like those quiz, you know, those quiz that you yeah. do, those BuzzFeed quiz. Like, what is your drag name? Okay, what was the name of your first pet? <laughs> what was the name of the street you grew up on? That was from Will and Grace. And she's like, Chichi Fontana. Oh, no. Shushu that, Fontana. That is your drag name. <laughs> and they're like, Thank yes, Shushu. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she is. I'm just like, okay, okay. But uh, I'm getting chilled vibes, but I'm also getting like, she was um she was able to go in there and start kicking immediately. More courage than a racetrack girl. <laughs> Love, everything. Um, The conversation is just... It just she's she's a confident, quiet queen. From what I'm getting at the moment, that's what I'm getting <laughs> at the moment. Conf- I will say, Cornbread has a lot of links with the other girls. No, no, because they're all LA queens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very little New York representation so oh, that's, far. Well, they're, they're all in the next one. So the <laughs> LA queens at the moment is Cornbread, June Jambalaya, and um, Kerry. Now the last queen to walk in is Orion Story from it's Michigan. Orion Story. <clears throat> this is her entrance, girl. <laughs> Hello, RuPaul. No, for, hold on, her intro does. <laughs> Hello, RuPaul. Yes, we've been trying to reach you regarding your card's extended warranty. Oh, perfect. Well, then I have one more question for you. <laughs> Are you ready, Boots? <laughs> Tom, let's unpack this. It was a performance. She starts with a monologue. She Girls, girls come in here doing a Shakespeare soliloquy. <laughs> Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Is to be or not to be. It's it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> do you know what I'm like, really what? surprised by? Nobody's walked in yet. This is what I do. This is what I take oh, out. Okay. Uh, I take out a piece of paper, and in a really dry and unemphatic way, I'd read out Shangela's monologue from Untucked. I ain't never had a sugar daddy, etc. That's what I do. Why? I think it would be funny. Clearly, <laughs> you don't think so. To introduce yourself. Through the words of another queen. I'd be mocking the monologue thing that people are doing. Would you though? Yeah, I would actually. Be <laughs> be like making know? it literal and also referential. Okay. Clearly it goes over your head. Tom. Tom. I think we should move on. You're making me very angry. <laughs> that, yeah, that's very easy today. He's like, girl, everyone, he's on call. So we're all walking on eggshells around her today. What do you think about Orion's story? For, I, I lo- think Orion, I loved what Orion was wearing. She made it. Exactly. This girl's going to I mean, kill sewing challenges. She looks like Priscilla Presley became a burlesque dancer. Uh, I love the what they mentioned, the Lana Del Rey thing. So obviously, I love Lana and I love her style. That whole kind of like Jackie O, big bouffant 60s hair um, thing. I just love it. Very Valley of the Dolls. Um, I think she's gorgeous. When we, uh, when we watched the Meet the Queens, it was very noteworthy how chill she was. And she freely admit, admitted to loving the odd blunt. Um, and I think she just had one. She's more lively here. You know what? I would not believe mm-hmm. that this is the same person in from the Meet the Queens. Yeah. Tom, and Tom will back me up on this. I was so bored. You were, you were. With her meet the queens. I was just like, what? Oh my God. Why is she still talking? It wasn't. What is happening here? She, oh my God. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. This and was a better first impression. This was a much queens. better first impression. Sure, she came in reciting <laughs> like Aristocrates, <laughs> something, Shakespeare. <laughs> um, 
but here she is and she's doing something and yeah. I'm quite excited about her actually I think um, I mean stop doing drugs ladies and gentlemen oh, yeah, she had a little break a from good, the weed yeah. she's woken up a bit wake up wake w- up Orion wake up Orion <laughs> wake up this, I mean this is the last queen to walk in these are the queens that we're going to be seeing for today's episode Tom is there a winner amongst us Maybe. I'll tell you who's given me strong vibes is actually Cornbread. I think Cornbread is up there in the top four. So strong vibes to you is loud. She's not loud, though. She's not loud. She's not like talking over everybody. She's lively and she's quippy. Um, I Who else do I think? Um, I think June just has like multi-talented all-rounder vibes. But whether that puts her in the top four, I don't know. Um the beauty of first impressions is that a lot of the times you can be wrong. And that's very much I'm more than happy the case for wrong. me. Um, I did not get a sense of a, a, a winner mm-hmm. walking through these doors. No I, one came out there and punched me. But it's very rare that people do that. Yeah. I mean, very, very quickly. I want to go through all the seasons okay. very fast. Yeah. And I want, tell me if they had winner vibes, okay? Season mm-hmm. one, BB. The BB walk in as a winner. She kind of did. The outfit was pedestrian, but she's super duper confident. Not for me. Not for me. The winner, the, for me, the person that walked in there as a winner was, um, who came runner up? Nina. 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 Nina, Nina for me. Nina was, wow. I was like, whoa. Hello. Well, she just had impact and she was so yeah, different and unique. She did. Um, season two, Tyra. No, Tyra did not Love walk Love Tyra, in. but she, no, she was, she was just like a kind of a, work, a workhorse throughout the, yeah. the season. She showed on the runway. Exactly. But, but she, but she did, she did she not walk in, in as yeah. a winner for me. I did no. not pick her. Season three, Raja. Yes. The outfit was different to what everybody else was wearing, yeah. but she made an impact and she had charisma. I didn't like the outfit, but the reason, but I'm, I'm going to say yes to her walking in as a winner only because I knew Raja from America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I was like, she she paints. She does fashion, she paints. Yes. I've seen her do drag on the show. I know she's going to turn it. You knew but, her as Sutan. Yeah. Um, season four, Sharon. No, not Sharon because she had a deliberate underdog story and Chad walked Chad, in with the winner energy. Yeah, Chad yeah. walked in with, yep. Um, season five, J- uh, Jinx. Not Absolutely at all. Absolutely not. Jinx was a real genuine underdog because you can tell from her track record because she didn't win till episode five. It's kind of like they were holding off giving her wins and they were like, oh, this girl's actually doing fantastically well and in, in the top all the time. Um, she needs to start winning things. So she was a genuine, true underdog. Yeah. Like, they didn't know that she was going to be the winner until, like, halfway through. They're uh-huh. like, oh, she's she's actually turning it. She's actually, oh, we've got a story here. We've got a story here. Who did have the winner energy? Detox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detox walked in for me as the winner. I was just like, she just walked in with confidence. And it was... And it was a it was a beautiful cockiness that I expect from a drag. Yes, that I expect. She walked in as a drag queen that I was afraid of because they were just so strong and confident and being a genderfuck person, Mm. and that intimidated me. Someone that was so sure in themselves. Oh yeah, that's what I saw when Detox walked in. I was like, oh, she's the winner. Yeah, season six, Bianca. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was scared of her since the get go. She she had me. I could see why Adore tried it because I think Adore saw her power and tried to bring her down a peg. Yeah, and then realized she couldn't actually do it. Remember, Adore tried to come for Bianca. And then she realized no, she needs to be my re- friend, not yeah, my exactly. enemy. Exactly. Oh yeah, I need I need her on my side, not as an enemy. Mm-hmm. But Bianca from the get go, and she just got more and more better. So absolutely, Bianca. 
Viola Chasky season seven. No. No, didn't. Absolutely her win was not. unexpected. I loved. I've grown to love Violet more and more over the years. But really, it was kind of like Ginger or Kennedy, probably, who had the winner energy walking in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe Miss Fame because it was so pretty. But Miss Fame, Miss Fame was the one who walked in there with a huge social media reputation and actually. Again, I love Fame, and she has killed it since Drag Race. She's a proper fashion front row girl, but she got a real production push because they knew how popular she was off the show. I think they wanted her to do a lot better than she did, but there were so many performance challenges, and she wasn't cut out for it. Mm. Season 8, Bob the Drag Queen, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Thorgy and Betty kind of came close, but Bob had winner energy. Bob should have just walked in there, gone straight to the back room, found the crown, and just walked back out. Absolutely. She might as well have done that. She owned the season. There's a lot of buzz around Derek Barry as well. Do you think she had winner energy when she walked in? Yeah. I She had winner mm. energy because I was like, oh, wow, she this girl looks like Britney. But... When you watch it, she got the biggest push. She did get a push, definitely. She got the biggest push through. It was it's ridiculous. Um, also, I feel Kim Chi got a push, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> season nine, Sasha Valor. No, she didn't walk in with winner energy. She's another kind of like worked really hard, slow burner. And then just like the finale, just because of her ingenuity when it comes to performance, the, the finale worked in her favor. I would have I, I thought Peppermint... Peppermint walked yeah. in for me like, okay, this queen's got it. Definitely. I thought Shay walked in with a lot of swagger and oh, confidence yeah. as well and had that energy. And sure, she you know, she had the best track record of the season. She mm. kind of was a winner. Maybe even Eureka. I didn't really buy into Eureka in the beginning. It took me a while to warm up to her. Season- Trinity? Maybe. Nah, nah. Season 10? Aquaria? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she kind of did. And that's yeah. because I already knew of Aquaria because she was already performing with all the Drag Race girls. Like every time mm. there would be like a RuPaul's um, Drag Race performance with all these queens, you'd see everyone from Drag Race and then you'd see Aquaria. And I'm like, huh? How, who was who was she? What about maybe Monet? Because she was my close personal friend. Oh, no. Um, and I think she, well, you know, she walked in as sort of Bob's drag sister and... She, she she's Bob's daughter. I, I thought no, not daughter. She's um, Honey Davenport's daughter. Uh, okay, she's Bob's um, drag sister. Well, you know, she, she walked in there like twelve years a slave. Like she was still <laughs> cleaning up, and Asia caught her up for. Her. She's like, that's not us anymore. <laughs> Asia you O'Hara. Asia she O'Hara. had winter energy. Oh, Asia O'Hara. Yeah. But I love Asia's like, girl, we ain't like that no more. You, you said you came in as a cleaner, uh, as a cleaner, and today you coming here as a washer. I loved Asia. That was so that. funny. Side note about Asia O'Hara. Where is she? Bring her back now, please. Amazing queen. Why is she not being an all-stars? Why is she not being a lip-sync? Well, not a lip-sync assassin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> assassin- oh, no. She's an assassin. She's assassinated <laughs> by a lip-sync. Yeah. She's, no, she's, she's assassinated yeah. in a lip-sync. She's, she, she assassinated herself. <laughs> she like, did. she committed suicide on that runway. Like, oh. no more, no more for her. Harakiri. Um, season 12, quickly. Season 12, I'll be honest, I thought Sherry Pie, I thought Sherry Pie was going to win. She had a very big impact because and- when they aired it, this was before mm. the drama, the drama only came out after episode one aired mm-hmm. and then from season and then from episode two they started saying oh disclaimer but i really yeah. thought sherry pie was gonna win well the the speculation and we'll never know for sure was that the front runners and the rivals of the season were gigi and sherry and had we not found out about sherry's crimes um and had she not been disqualified um and had she not been cut out of the edit we would have seen her as the underdog who was doing 
well and Gigi as more of an antagonist. So obviously the change in the edit and stuff created a very different story. That poor production team had to work overtime. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Anyway, um, the last one, season 13, Simone. Yeah, she did. I, but I also think Tina Burner walked in there with Winner Energy. Tina, if I had to choose one, I was Tina Burner. Yeah. Tina Burner walked in there confident, big, large, very much in charge, assassinated two queens. <laughs> like a fire swing. engine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the first time we saw it. But I loved that. It was I, impactful. I, I will, a hill I will die on is that I enjoyed her attempt to work within a color palette, no matter what anybody else thinks. Okay, cool. You're the only one. <laughs> I hope you I'm dying alone. alone on that hill, right? <laughs> Let's see what else they have for us this episode. The amazing thing about today's episode is that the second part is a talent show. It is. Now, outside of All Stars, the only time that we've seen this is in Drag Race down under but it wasn't on the first episode was it no it was like top five yeah and they, it, but they did it p- incredibly in badly judged by the way but holland they did holland do it for the opening the episode first, yes holland season two and we reflect at that time that that was actually great because it each queen can bring their usp yeah very yeah, much yeah, so exactly. in that first episode because we get to see a what their drag is when mm-hmm. they walk the runway and b we get to see the performance and i really feel that they need to continue doing this i really like Thing going forward. A, I love the split opening because we get to really look at each of the queens. And then B, I want to see A, what your drag is. Yeah. B, how are you as a performer, as an entertainer? Because for me, yeah. those are the two ingredients for drag entertainment. I will say I am a real sucker for the opening episodes with the kind of like spring and fall fashion runway or Lady in the Bump or whatever they do, just because they, they bring such looks. And I am such a sucker for a girl group challenge as well. But having said that, this is super duper cool. Yeah. Um, just a side note about something. Rue keeps on really, really emphasizing that a girl's going home today, which obviously didn't happen the past two seasons. Didn't happen in 13 or 12. Nobody went home in the split opening first episodes. I think she's laboring the point so much that I'm wondering if there's another little game within a game, somebody's going into a back room situation. I mean, we do know there's something about a chocolate candy bar. Do you remember oh, in the yeah. promo? They're like, who's yeah. going to get the chocolate candy bar? And they're all fighting for the candy bar. And it's like, it's, a, so weird that it's I'm the golden ticket it. from Willy Wonka, isn't it? How do you say candy here? Chocolate. I think when American people say candy, they mean sweets. We say sweets here. Yeah. We say sweets, uh, uh, kind of like, you know, jelly babies, um, uh, you know, fruit pastels. Candy's not a word we use here, is it? I mean, in New Zealand, I, I used to just call it lollies. I don't know you if You call it's it just, lollies. I don't know if it was just me and my bad um, vocab and <laughs> uh, maybe I don't have the vernacular. That you think that you have. I think I have. Mm-hmm. Um, someone lied to me several times. <laughs> Told you you were hot, fly, and sexy when you're nothing of the sort. (laughs) Nothing of the sort. Um, We do sometimes use the word candy here, but it's for like a very specific kind of sweetie that I'd call candy. Is it it called candy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The only candy we call candy here is called candy. Um, That's the name of the candy. I I think in the US, candy is used generally. Here we'd use it as a really specific kind of sweetie. All right. Okay, let's look about the first performer. Now, June, June Jambalaya is doing African dance. Now, let's just have a look at there. A, did you enjoy it? 
I really did. Yeah? Did, yeah, you, get yeah. Any, did you get passion? Did you get energy? I loved, yeah, energy and kind of passion. You've taken the words right out of my mouth. I just I found it really enjoyable. I loved the movement. I loved her outfit. I loved the hair and how it played with her movements. Yeah. Apart from her inner saboteur, which manifested as a headband today. Yes. Um, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's awkward. Didn't she not rehearse in the outfit? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a, it, I would say that's a minor thing that for me slightly took the shine off what was otherwise a very fun and passionate performance. Because you know what happens is when you fix an error, you're paying attention to the error and you're mm. telling people to look at you fix that error. Yeah. It's actually it's actually really bad. It's really Takes bad. Takes out the performance I, a little I've, bit. I, I've never done a performance where I haven't done it in the costume I'm doing it in. Because mm. this, this, that would have happened in rehearsals. That would have happened in your, you know, when you do a, a quick warm up before you go on. That would have happened. Anyway, I love the energy. I love the passion. Um, I did get life from it. Yeah, me too. I, I thought it was lovely. I don't mean I. I'm not the biggest. I don't know much about. The, I'm. I'm not. You know, a a a, a teacher for um, African dance, mm-hmm. but I I don't. From the African dances I have seen, I don't remember people doing pirouettes or splits. Well, maybe it's been blended with like modern contemporary stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, that kind of took me out of Africa for a second. Okay. There. Okay. Yeah. Also, another thing that I'd like but to maybe, say. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I mean, but I, I've, from the African dances I've seen, I've not seen that. I'd like to say something as well that just is more of a curiosity of mine, yeah, mm-hmm. as an ignorant white boy. But like, I am always, when people describe something as African, I think of African as, as such a vast and diverse continent that I'd often like to know which specific region or culture within Africa that it comes from. That's just my curiosity. Okay. Mm. I mean, it was good. It was good. I, say, I, I, I think I the, perform- good. the performance itself was really, really fab. It was just that silly hairband. Yeah. It mm. was a great performer. And I loved seeing another side to June. Bosco doing burlesque. Talk to me about you, what you thought. Just like a little, just aside again, like historically burlesque acts do well in talent shows. Think Bendel Creme, think Roxy Andrews, but let's see what you think of Bosco. I'm going to say the costuming was fantastic. I loved this rose petal dress and this reveal of plucking the petals. It was very like, he loves me, he loves me not. I really, really loved that. Um, she's very sultry, very sensual. Um, and then obviously she took off the corset and revealed this funny gag at the end of the, the rose betwixt her bottom cheeks, uh, which are very cheeky and funny. Cheeky. Ha ha ha. That is a, that is a pun. That is a pun. Ha ha ha. You so, can laugh if you want. Don't crack your face. I'm going to call you Ross because you're hilarious. <laughs> the hilarious Tom Williams. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. So, um. I really enjoyed it overall. If I would say one little thing, I found like her movement a little bit hesitant, maybe at times. There it okay, is. Okay, okay. I didn't. I wanted to see more fluidity in every mm. aspect of her movement. You know what I mean? I wanted. I wanted everything to be sl- sleeky. Yeah. Like the way silk drapes on you when it falls. Ooh. I wanted everything to be like Ooh. that. Everything had to be a, a six tease. Everything had to be a tease. There had to be no sign of 
hesitant. There had to yes. be no stop in the movement. Do you know what I mean? The essence of burlesque is projection confidence. of sexual yes, confidence. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't a hundred percent see <laughs> Listen that. to me like I'm some burlesque expert. Like, I, the essence of burlesque is I didn't a hundred percent see that. I saw I saw maybe seventy sixty five percent of Oh really sixty five. Yeah. I I wasn't sold into the sex. I wasn't sold into the sensuality. What I'm saying is that if there was another queen doing the same thing, it, it, it probably would have been. I, I think her costume did the work for her, right? Right. As yeah. opposed to her blending with the costume to create a burlesque performance. I, I, I'm on the same page as you. There, it's possible that the yeah, the costume did a lot of the like work or the petal work yeah. rather. Um, but but good on them. This is their this is their first day. Yeah, this is their it. first day in the workroom. This is a huge show. There's a lot of pressure. And, and good on you. Of course, you're going to be a bit nervous. And burlesque but, is but a big burlesque, part of what she does but, as well. But burlesque is power. Yeah, burlesque is owning sensuality and owning that sex and and you know being the most confident person in that room. And do you think she was the most confident person? Uh, no, I can't help but compare to like the power that say Roxy Andrews projected during her performance. I don't. I don't even have to compare her to another queen. Mm. I just wanted her to be that that really confident, sensual, sexual being yeah. that just captivated you. And unfortunately for me, for me, it wasn't a hundred percent there. All right, so we got Alyssa Hunter. She's mm-hmm. doing a, a lip sync performance now. A lip sync performance as a talent. How do, how do you? What do you think about that? Just let's, let's just a bit ball here. Let's I think conversate. it suffers a little bit by the fact that she described it somewhat differently in the workroom, which the girls are very quick to pick up on. So yeah, it was a really fun, energetic lip sync performance with she's, this kind of What like did she say edge. it was going to be? She said she was going to play the guitar. She played the guitar. <laughs> Um, she played the guitar in inverted commas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the same way she sung a song. Yeah, when we've seen girls like Thorgy, Trixie, Silky play an instrument live, I expect somebody who has a guitar on stage like this to play it live. I thought, oh my god, there's a there's a lip sync, but she's also going to play the guitar. I was like, wow, and then yeah, oh, oh it's it's a prop. She came out and she was lip syncing and, and like there was the track playing. I thought, okay, well, she's like going to do a solo. She's going to do like a really cool like heavy metal guitar solo or like a glam metal guitar solo in the middle of this during the instrumental break. But she didn't. She mimed playing the guitar. So had it been framed differently, I would have enjoyed this more. But unfortunately, I was told, I was told she'd be playing the guitar. Does she can't fish you? Like, is this a date? Is this a grinder date? <laughs> It's like, uh, girl, you said you're a six foot. You're five nine. <laughs> like, what? what you know, you, I've never why, been a size. Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one in a million. <laughs> you're the only one. Um, but can I just say, her lip sync. I fear for anyone who has the lip sync yes. against Alyssa Hunter because her face was selling it. Her her lip sync skills are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If that. That performance, if we just look at it as a performance, was very good. Energy, life, passion. She had the grunt. She had the soul. I thought it was a very good. The look but- was excellent too. She was wearing a, a tattooed nude bodysuit. 
mm. to really, really sell the rock illusion. When it comes to the order of things that I find talent, mm-hmm. for me, when it comes to drag race, lip sync is right at the bottom because that's kind of an expectation. Right. So, yeah. So even though she was amazing, it's amazing. It was She did an amazing lip sync performance, but when and the, and the level of talent from one to ten, for me, I place that as a one. I'm going to... S- only in the talent show yes not yes, as yes, a, yes. not lip sync as a lip sync because the lip sync is a, it's a 10 it's, it's a, however the performer does it and it's valued but in a talent show yeah. a lip syncing is a one and just underneath at a 0.5 <laughs> is someone who lip syncs to their own song so yeah i'm going to agree with you in the sense that yes obviously lip syncing is an amazing talent and it's a drag queen's bread and butter but yeah the talent show is where i want to kind of like see a bit of uniqueness and what sets you apart yeah 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 miss kiri uh just did jump rope lip sync to anaconda and i just want to say that i just felt because it was fun yeah (laughs) it it really was it was was really really fun fun. yeah that's how something different it. it was fun and I can see you doing those moves next time you go to CrossFit. Do you know what? I was just thinking, girl, she's got cardio. Like, mm. you know, I get tired from the jump rope. She was there doing double under singles. She was doing like kicks. She was doing twirls. Yes. She was doing crisscross. So you I need to step like... up your game, <laughs> yeah. Paolo. I just thought that was, I, I thought it was fun. It made me smile. It gave me energy. Yeah. Um, The lip syncing part of it. I mean, when we just saw an amazing lip sync, it, it kind of suffered in comparison. Okay, but, but she was doing two things but at she, once. Yeah, but, she? but she did the lip sync into the jump rope, and so mm-hmm. therefore it just became a whole different story, which is what we should have seen from Melissa. Melissa should have done a lip sync and then played the guitar. Absolutely, ampli- absolutely. It would have then I'd have been really rating exactly. Alyssa. That would have pun intended amplified the performance. <laughs> I see what you did um, there. But um, but Kerry did a great job. She lip synced, and not only did she lip sync she jump roped and the only time i've seen someone do that was shangela uh jump (laughs) jump in that was jokey jump rope yeah but this was the real deal i i enjoyed it this is absolutely safe this was yeah this was fab i think she'll get some praise for this love the little cartwheel into the split at the end because it was very much in keeping with what she was doing um yeah just generally really really fun go kerry next up we have Orion story. <laughs> we had Orion story, didn't we? Um, I'm not sure what I thought of this, but I was kind of entertained. <laughs> like it was strange. It was strange. It was it was a little comedy skit, and obviously she was this almost like. Well, I know she was like a rough aerobics instructor from a trailer park, wasn't she? I enjoyed the concept. I thought it was a fun idea. It kind of didn't go anywhere and there wasn't a major punchline. That was the main problem, I would say. But I chuckled. There were some laughs along the way. I just wasn't really taken to an end point. Go. I, um, I, I don't, I don't, I, it was very flazé da. Is it flazé da? It was very flazé da. It was really like, oh, that just happened. That okay. was a thing. That was a thing that just um, happened. I don't even know how to dissect it. I, I just, it felt, I mean, what was that? That was a, that was, first of all, let's just remember that it was a comedy skit. Comedy where? Oh, there were a few jokes in there. There were a few jokes. What, the performance? I think this is a character that she should workshop a little, you know? Let's workshop it. 
Um, the I thing is, when she opens her mouth, I just, it's just so, it's just so chill. It's so like, hi guys. It's just so, so like, yeah, like, hi, yeah, now I'm going to be doing this. Now here's a mover. It's just very like mono and it's just very like listening to a history teacher in class and i and it what, was, what was your history teacher like well my actually my history teacher had a much more um <laughs> passion and and sound than that we had but a really like, eccentric history like, teacher. i'm thinking well. like professor bins i'm thinking about the history teacher from like harry potter the ghost i mean how <laughs> you know everyone sleeps in his class and when hermione finally asks a question he looked at her like oh what the hell? <laughs> when you ask about the Chamber of Secrets. What I'm trying to say is that I just, uh, I just, with that voice, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, look, I didn't rate it. Maybe you, maybe this is white humor that I don't understand. Well, I, I like. Because you tell a lot of jokes, Tom, that I don't get, but I laugh anyway to make you feel good. I know. Um, <laughs> so maybe, maybe this is one of those moments where I should just laugh, but I don't really know what's I'm happening. I'm a big fan of quirky and offbeat humor. I quite often enjoy the queens where they're a bit on the dry side and don't gain mass popularity. I think Sister Sister is a perfect example of that. I really enjoyed Sister Sister, but she wasn't for everyone. I think Orion's a bit like that. I enjoyed this. It was like, to me, not all comedy is lol, 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 belly laughs. Sometimes it's gentle. This was not the right setting for gentle humor, I will say. You need to make an impact. You've got three minutes. You need to make RuPaul laugh. Okay. But what I want to say is that I enjoyed it. It might not be in the right setting for this skit. And there wasn't a massive punchline. Let's leave it at that. Next up, we have Cornbread the Snack Jete. Jete. I want to just start off by saying this. If you are going to perform your song mm-hmm. on a talent show, mm-hmm. I want to hear you do it live. Completely agree. Not to say I didn't enjoy this performance, but I thought... Oh, I love the performance. It was really, really good, but she could have done it live. It's your freaking song. song. Yeah. It is your, and I said the same thing about Eureka. When Eureka oh, totally. Great sung example. her song yeah. in All Stars, I was like, powerful message, love it. Love the production. Gorgeous this is, look. You, this is your song. You should be singing and it. And she was standing still. There, there. What's her excuse? You mm. ain't jumping up. You ain't doing your potato shoes kicks. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't doing Kicks that. and sky and potato you, heels. Yeah, you ain't doing your splits and bobbing on the floor, moving <laughs> like, you know, the hands of a clock from 12 to 3. Mm-hmm. You ain't doing any of that. But the same here. If you were going to do a performance of your own song, do it justice. Yeah, and, totally agree. And do it live. Um, there's a lot to enjoy here. I think we got a really good feel for Cornbread as a performer, her personality. She's sassy. She's larger than life. Loved the visual gag of the um, the milk carton with Merle missing on the side. Made me think, I bet, I bet there's a lot of people in the world who call themselves really big fans of Drag Race who don't know who Mel Ginsburg is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, Tom. Just I, the thought amused I me. Um, Maybe not even Santino Rice anymore. Maybe we're so absolutely. far out. You know, who's yeah. Santino? Who's Muriel? People will be like, yeah, like Ross and Carson and Michelle have been there from the beginning. <laughs> um, but no, a lot to love here. Rue was lapping it up. 
Yeah, but enough about Rue. What I no, think... I just think it's noteworthy. You can tell when a girl captures Rue's heart. Cornbread's done that successfully. Outside of the fact that I, I'm, I think a lot of points need to be taken away from the fact that she did it live. When I just focus on her performance, oh, love. So I good. I am ready to buy a ticket to a Cornbread show. She was just her energy on stage. Yeah. The visual gag, her, her, I mean, she does that eye thing, mm-hmm. which is like um, Mayhem Miller 2.0. But really. different, because Mayhem's exactly. so like intense, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. boop, boop. But her <laughs> one was like a eye stare thingy, which is good. I saw attitude, I saw sass, and I saw so much flavor in that cornbread. Oh. I, I want a bite. I want a bite of that. And then one thing I just was really upset about is I didn't see a jeté. Uh, are you going to see a Jute from her? I, I want to see Jute. You know what? And RuPaul, if, Ru, if she ever goes home, I want RuPaul to, to say, Cornbread, Jute away. I've got I would f- love her to say that. I've got a feeling, she does go home. I've got a feeling in my waters that Cornbread's going to the end. Um, I love her shape. The look was on point. Um, this girl has a gorgeous shape. I love it. And um, any girl who goes up against her in a lip sync should fear yeah, I mean, she's a. Ama- I loved her performance. I just wish she did it live. <laughs> what? I really enjoyed. What? That. Why was that funny? Because it was it was weird. It was offbeat. It was different. We've never seen a queen do that. That was the choice of music. I was, was laughing just... from the outset, and I've actually got tears in my eyes because I enjoyed it that much. It was it was stupid. It was, do you, do you it know... was stupid. It was cool. But I, the whole way she walked out serious, and she did that whole little like hobble forward, and it, it just, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, what's happening? Why do I like this? Why did I like this? It's because it was so silly and absurd and calm. It was drag. It really, really was. I it was. It's it like I'm part of the reason I'm so pleased by this is because I've already developed a soft spot for Willow because she oozes vulnerability, and I'm really glad that she did something that I really enjoyed. I kind of don't care what the judges think, but they were entertained by the end. I I'm entertained. I don't know why. I don't know why that's entertaining but me. But sh- shouldn't drag was, do that from was, time to time? It was just stupid. And I'm like, the whole time I'm like, I had question marks going, what's happening? What is this? What's going on here? I, but then that's what drag should do. Drag should sometimes just make you think kind of like, this is weird, but I'm enjoying it. I don't know why. Maybe I'll figure it out later. I love the, like, I've never seen a queen lip sync to Anya before. Ooh, no, no, okay. No, no, pop quiz. When was the last time we saw that song accompany a bath? I don't know. Friends. When Chandler was enjoying baths. Was that the song it's that the was on? the same song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I loved this. I, it was so silly and so funny um, and so absurd. That those, those are the words for it. Okay. Um, these are all the performances. Uh, do you want to give me a rating from... How many girls are here? Seven? Seven. Seven? Seven. 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 <laughs> Okay, there's seven girls here. I want you... Do you have a rating for them? Do you know what? If I'm going from my heart, the one that entertained me the most, it was Willow Pill. I know I'm fresh off it, but it kind of made me feel giddy. Okay, we've got, we got, we got June, Bosco, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Who else is there? Uh, Kerry, Orion, Cornbread, Willow. So I really enjoyed Willow. Really enjoyed Cornbread. Kerry was fab. Um, Alyssa disappointed me with the lack of actual guitar playing. June was fab. She just kind of like lost it because that hairband issue. Bosco looked stunning, just lacked confidence, as we say. And kind of Orion, I enjoyed. 
but I can see why other people wouldn't enjoy it. I can see it. Okay, I'm going to give you my top three. Yeah, Willow, yeah. Cornbread, and Kerry. Okay, who's your top three? My top three is. Mm. I don't. I just feel that it's such a cop out lip syncing to your own song, and I can't give that. I can't. I can't give. I can't give my vote to that. I can't. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So I have to, because of that. Cornbread's out for me. Mm-hmm. Her whole performance is amazing, but it's such a cop out when it's your own song as well. Yeah. So I have to take Cornbread out. She would have been my favorite if she had lip synced. Um. <laughs> don't know. I really liked Willow. I so know, Willow's why? up there. Willow's up there. Who else is up there with the Willow? <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is um, lips. Um, as you, a, you loved as, Carrie a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I said Willow. I appreciated. <clears throat> Cornbread could be here, but but uh, because of what she did, she's out. Call Cornbread safe then. I'm like, <sighs> in the nicest way. It, it's there weren't that many great great performances okay okay so right now i can give you my bottoms my bottoms is going to be orion it's going to be but Alyssa's lip syncing was so good i guess in a similar way to how you downvote cornbread for lip syncing to her own song i really strongly downvote Alyssa for portraying that she was going to play guitar and then she didn't like why was the guitar there yeah why would you pick a guitar to just lip sync it as a prop unless it's silky nutmeg and then you're going to break it on stage okay look i can't i'm just going to say that my favorite was willow and i have to give kerry props kerry was fab yeah kerry props because i mean that was cardio lip syncing <laughs> i mean and any girl that works out any guy that works out has got my heart all the things that you enjoy in one exactly, day, like. exactly performing on stage and and, and working, uh, out. working out. I mean, absolutely. Um, I want to give June as well. June deserves that, props. That is talent. Mm-hmm. Those leaps that she was doing, the flexibility, the movement takes talent. Maybe I should put her. I want to put her up in the front as well because the headband was her inner saboteur. Yeah, and if it wasn't for that, she'll be great. She had technique, she had passion, she had performance. Absolutely, in putting June up there. To me, June is in the top four somewhere. Okay, yeah. All right. Shall we have a look at the runway? Let's quickly look at um, some quick fashion. Very quickly, we have no time. What was the category? The category was signature drag. Okay. Um, okay, so June. June June comes in giving me kind of like Beyonce in Givenchy or Balmain, something like that. It was this beautiful stone structured cat suit with the lovely long tulle sleeves. I actually really, really enjoyed this. Yep. She looked really, really expensive. Give me Beyonce vibes. If I could say one thing as a minor criticism, because she's so beautiful. She's so gorgeous. I love her face and her paint. I think her wigs could do with a little bit more volume. Oh. A little a little bit more height. I think it would amplify her beauty. I okay. just thought it a couple of times this episode. I agree with everything you said. Uh, what about Bosco? Bosco, remarkably similar to her entrance look in some ways. It's horned and monochrome. Yeah. Um, but, you know... Clearly, that's her gig. You know, again, it's very kind of like Maleficent, very vampire. 
um, done by Mugler. I know you love it when I reference Mugler, mm-hmm. but it is very Mugler, this kind of like right. pointy structured cat suit. Do you think Michelle Visage is going to pull a, um, who else? The eyebrows, the dots, six season, season 10. <laughs> uh, what was your name? Or- uh, that was Dusty Ray Dusty or Max with the grey hair. Is she going to pull a... Are you going to give us different eyebrows next time? <laughs> I'm getting, dare I say it, bored. <laughs> well, be bored, Michelle. These yeah. are my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, le- level it. Um, great look, although I do feel like I've already seen it. But, I mean, looking at it just on its own here, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's cool and sleek and chic. Yeah, I do want to say that I love this category because it kind of brings everything to a full circle in the sense that on day one, episode one, we got to see A, the taste of their uh-huh. flavor and entertainment and a sense of the performance, uh-huh. but B, we also get to, get to see their signature What do they feel drag. is the essence yeah. of their so drag? It's not like we're losing anyone. We got to see exactly what they're bringing to the table mm. and that's what everyone gets to see and what they judge on. Quite okay. a well thought out episode, really. Next up, we've got Alyssa. This is stunning. This is perfection. This is gorgeous. This is very, I, I think it's a direct reference to My Fair Lady uh, and the classic uh, Day of the Races look. Yeah. But it's been done in this kind of like nude fringed ostrich feather sort of pinky blush, which I've, I love that color scheme and I love the softness of this. And that puts me in mind of like some of the costumes in Siegfried Follies. Um, so a little bit of a combo, very, very old school Hollywood costuming. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing here. Yeah. I just, I just saw beauty, perfection, and I was just like, wow, when she walked out. That's great. Glamour, glitter, fashion, fame. What about Kiri? Love this. I think, again, you know, when you think about Signature, she's <laughs> the big furs do give me Dynasty, House of Colby. You know, I could see Joan Collins stepping out in this giant mink as much as I could see uh, Mary J. Blige stepping out in it. Um, I love the reveal because she goes from classy to sexy. In a, in a quick moment. Given the temperature of the UK right now, I envy that coat. Well, the, I want that coat. <laughs> the, the Drag Race um, studio is infamously cold because Rue likes to keep it cold so she doesn't melt. Mm. Um, okay. And there's this very sexy K's pink bodysuit. It gives me kind of like Iggy Azalea vibes. I can see yeah, Iggy Azalea was, wearing It's giving like me this. some kind of like rich mafia or hip-hop, mm. hip-hop princess queen kind of like diva sounds quite on brand for kerry kind of you know urban but sexy orion orange story this is cute to me this was like um cartoonish as she said but like a mix of kind of like old school sci-fi references because i thought the look overall was very mars attacks with the 60s bouffant hair with the flip and the the dots on this kind of cat suit reminded me of the dress that the martian lady wears but um it was also the triple boob always puts me in mind of total recall have you seen that film mm. the one with arnold mm. schwarzenegger where he goes to mars mm. and there's like a really famous scene there where there's an alien lady with three boobs i just thought of evie oddly when i saw that i guess evie's done it hasn't she yeah. so it's been done once on the show doesn't mean it can't be done again no i just think that's what it reminded me of i think in terms of signature drag she's telling me she loves 60s references which is really obvious she probably made this which is great um and it's kooky it's cartoonish it's fun I can see straight away that Cornbread's look is a direct reference to Lizzo's. She just gives me strong Lizzo vibes. I mean... Well, she did say she was a number one impersonator, so now I'm like, I wonder who you're doing for this game. <laughs> There's, um, I guess Lizzo wore that fringed Versace dress of the Grammys, and it reminds me a little bit of that, I guess, because it's silvery. If anything, though, I'm getting quite strong Grace Jones vibes from because she's gone bald, she's got the hood. Very like Grace Jones and a liar. 
She's got great shape. Fantastic. Fantastic. She's From so... From afar, though, that wig doesn't read. I think it needed a bit more it's... of that chain. It needed more chain. Okay. It needed a bit more. I know what you mean, because from a distance, I couldn't quite tell if it was like a sheer Bob Mackie tinsel wig. Yeah. Or if it was a chainmail hood, kind of like a liar, more. Alexander McQueen type of thing. It needs more. It needs more. And the, and the bottom part is a bit empty. Okay, like I quite often think with looks like this, it could do with like a, you know, because she's got gloves, she could do the boot or a shin pad. Okay. Just to take the futurism there. Mm. Um, overall, though, you know, kind of like her makeup's gorgeous, her shape is beautiful. Um, do you know what? Yeah, I, t- I see what you mean about the hood. It could either do with a bit more fabric or a bump under, underneath. Something, something. For a bit more yeah. height. Uh, uh, what about Willow? This is cute. Like, I know I reference them all the times, but this is so gem in the holograms. This is so, like, 80s cartoon chic, isn't it? Big, big side pony, kind of leggings with a mini skirt. Neon colors. Yeah. 80s vibes. It's very kind it's of... It's cute. Yeah. Quickly, who is our winner this week? Well, I've told you... I think, as always, performance wins out for me. And I've told you... I guess my top four girls, if you like, are June... Um, I keep on wanting to say Lizzo, Cornbread, uh, Willow, and Kerry. Willow just made me laugh so, so much. But her drag isn't the most elevated on the stage today. I'd give it to Willow or Kerry. Okay. I think Willow and Kerry, for me, are the tops. I still want to put June up there. I wouldn't be mad if um, Cornbread got it. I think the bottoms I think the bottoms this week is going to be Orion's story. And they, they might even throw... Um, eyebrows bosco it could be bosco or it could be Alyssa. depends how hard they go in about the guitar thing absolutely well let's have a look now we're going to try to wrap this up as quick as we can i mean we're just very excited we're running a little bit over but um let's just cut to it the winner this week was cornbread congratulations congratulations not mad about it at all i really liked her performance i Already get the feeling the light of Rue is shining upon Cornbread. And why shouldn't it? She's she's charismatic. Um, Rue was very, very excited by Willow's performance. Gave her a lot of praise, though. And I kind of expected her to take it. But they were quite critical of her runway. I mean, I I really would have given it to, to Willow. Um, the, one, I, the one that made me feel the most was Willow. And also, I just, I just don't think that the look of Cornbread, it looked very... Um, and empty anemic is that the word Tom we use that word sometimes yeah. Um, but you know what it is what it is congratulations yeah. she is a lovely queen she has so much life I, I can't wait to see her grow from absolutely. this absolutely now the bottom two is Ryan's story and June Jambalaya now I'm very surprised that June's the bottom because it was it was yes they kind of picked her apart for her headband but it was the details of her drag mm. that put her hair in the bottom in the costuming do you think that was enough to put someone in the bottom no I think it feels quite unfair I would have put her like safe, safe or even high safe because yeah. she showed a lot of talent. Yeah. And yeah, the headband was an issue. Yeah, you could see her tights or whatever. Um, but like that feels quite unfair. She showed a lot of talent and it was a talent show. And her, her runway look was really, really gorgeous. Michelle was saying she could see her tights there. And it's like, oh, Michelle, stop picking hairs. Ew, Michelle. Ew. Ew, Michelle. Um, do you think Alyssa's costume saved her from the bottom? Possibly, but even that was kind of in the mix as a critique in that kind of like, is this you or is Rockstar you, you know? It's good for her to show versatility. The thing is that her lip sync wasn't bad. It was just the lip sync. And that was the only thing about her talent. Anyway, so the lip sync is between June Jambalaya and Orange Story. It's to Water Me by Lizzo. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what do I think about the lip sync? I thought that it was, it was, you know, it was, uh, go off girls, <laughs> go off sis. Uh, it was, it was, it was, yeah. Tom, I mean, it wasn't a powerful lip sync. It was there wasn't an obvious, like a yes. There was, there were no moments where I was like, yes, oh my gosh. It was uh-huh. just like, I was, I was pleasantly watching it from beginning to the end. And I was just like, that might, was good that might was reflect good. the song a little bit the song doesn't have like loads of peaks and troughs and stuff does it probably yeah the song the song mm. has to have a part of it I love that Orion's story came with a reveal I could really see Orion's story really going for it she did but there was something it. there was something more natural about the way that June was lip syncing yeah. it was just much more natural I think um Orion went a different direction than I expected. I expected her to like try and find the comedy in the song and go that route more. She had far more of a conventional lip sync than I expected, especially when she started splitting and stuff. I was like, oh, I did not expect that. First of all, that was not a split. People, was you, a splat? you spreading your legs apart is not a split. Well, a split, you have to be down there. Enough about my love life. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be down there in a full split. Like a lot of these queens do a mini car. That is not a split. It wasn't even a jazz split. She just spread her legs and fell over. Mini cart, queen of cartwheels. If you can't do the movement, just don't do it. That's, I've, I've said all the time. But good on you. I mean, when you're in that pressure, you're like, maybe I can do the splits. You know what? I don't care if I can't do it. I'm to do it today to save my life i'm going to do it i want to attempt the split and i want to give it my all i'm going to agree with you that i don't like see some massive shining definite winner from this like sick but i do think i do think june has it it was just more natural with june Should it was june? more natural and also i felt like she got kind of like more plot line today that tells me that hmm, maybe she's gonna have like this rising underdog kind of project trajectory or something but let's see now, June has won, so we said by the Orange story. Maybe it's the last that we see of her. Maybe there's I some chocolate not. bar thing that brings her back. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really liked Orion. I thought she was such an intriguing queen, and I'm, I'm sad to see her go. And she was really upset when she was told as well. She was so shocked. Yeah. Um, but I hope it's not the last we've seen of her. Now, um, I, I'm getting back into the RuPaul's Drag Race vibe now. It's all beginning to happen. It's all becoming real. Next week, we get to do it again with seven more queens. Mm-hmm. And I am very excited to go through Me all that. Me too. I guess that's us, that's us for the week. It's, it's great to be back. Oh, it's good to be back. It's always good to be back. Oh, it's good to be back. We're only going to be doing it weekly for a while until the next season's going to start. I think probably end of January is going to be UK versus the world. Oh, gosh. It has been announced. Gosh. They've not officially announced who's in it yet, but we know. Yeah, we know. Oh, we know these One things. of the girls accidentally leaked it. Pangina Heels. She, she, Accidentally. Well, she Instagrammed about it, then took it down. Well, that's us for the week. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. Remember, if you like what you hear, feel free to throw us a message on oh, social media. We'd love to hear from you. Throw us a review. You can write mm. one now. You can also rate us on Spotify now. There's a new rating. So I don't know how. I just got an email so that you can rate on there or review. I don't know. Okay. So Feel free, um, guys. Feel free to do whatever, wherever you're listening. Um, but you'll hear back from us next week. Thank yes. you for listening to Spolo. And Dr. Tom. See you guys very Lots soon. of love, guys. See you soon.